Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. A global survey by Britain's CIA Landlord Insurance has found that the lowest sale prices available for a residential property, when compared to other European capitals, are in Athens. As a result, there has been a significant increase in investment interest from abroad in real estate in Greece, especially in the region of Attica, which includes the city of Athens. Nikos Rusanoglu, a journalist with 23 years of experience at Kathimerini covering the economy, with a focus that includes Greece's business environment, technology, and real estate, joins me to look at this latest survey and break down what it means for the real estate market in Athens and Greece, for foreign investments, and for Greece's capital city. Niko, great to have you on The Greek Current. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me as well. Niko, you recently reported in Kathimerini that residential assets in Athens when compared to other capitals, were the most affordable in Europe. How does Athens stand out here? Yeah, uh, we have to take into account that the Greek uh, real estate market and, of course, Athens in particular, have endured uh, an eight-year-old crisis in the past few years, which ended in 2017. During this time, uh, we had a decrease in prices of about uh, 40% on average and about 50% on Athens and Thessaloniki, which are the two major uh, urban centers of the country. So when we began our recovery, let's say, our financial recovery, and of course in the real estate market, we were beginning from a very low threshold. As a result, compared to other countries which at the same time were experiencing price growths, we were in a very low point. And uh, this is still the case today, despite the fact that from 2018, in Appleseed today, we have a median increase of about 30 to 35% in prices. Still, we are lower than the peak of the market back in 2007, which has created an opportunity for many investors, both from Greece and from uh, other countries as well. Nico, how do prices in Athens compare to, say, other capitals like Madrid, Rome, or you know, Paris? It's very uh, beneficial for an investor because the entry is very low compared to these uh, cities. For example, the average price in the city center of Athens is lower than 2,000 euros per square meter, when the next cheaper city is Madrid with a price of around 3,200 euros. When we're talking about Rome, uh, it's 3,800. Barcelona is even higher at close to 5,000. And London is also among that level for around 4,800 euros per square meter. Looking about cities which are of particular interest to investors in terms of housing and residential projects so that we have a fair comparison, let's say. You mentioned that this is beneficial for foreign investment. Have we seen an increase in interest in Athenian real estate from foreign investors over the last years? Yes, and the interest is exponential. Despite the fact that we had the interruption of COVID, we are seeing numbers are picking up very high again. We've seen that during the nine-month period of 2022, we had a foreign direct investment in the Greek real estate market of a total of 1.2 billion euros. Now, that number was about 60% higher than the equivalent period of 2021, and 2022 is expected to surpass the previous high of 19, which is the best year pre-COVID, which had reached about 1.5 billion. We're expecting 2022 to end with about 1.6, perhaps even higher billion euros. This is a result of the return of foreign investors in the Greek market and Athens in particular, with the focal point being the city center, which is very, let's say, attractive for short-term rentals, and the Athenian Riviera area, 
which is in essence the coastline of Attica in Athens, where we see major developments in terms of new investment in houses and projects, which are attracting more foreign investors, either for a golden visa or uh, their own uh, use. How would you describe the primary use of these residential properties that are being purchased? Are foreign investors looking to lease them out, to use them as you know, second homes? Well, for the most part, it's about leasing them out. It's buy to let the market. When we're talking about the city center, it's mostly for short-term rentals, especially the properties close to the Acropolis and other uh, attractions for tourists. And when we're talking about higher-end uh, properties, like, for instance, in the southern part of Athens, in uh, the Athenian Riviera, we see a mix of uses. Sometimes they are buying them for their children or for themselves to stay for a few weeks per year and rent them out for the remainder of the year or strictly for uh, investment purposes. Nico, you mentioned earlier that prices were also low in the past, particularly throughout the financial crisis. What's different today when we compare these two periods, especially when we look through the lens of a foreign investor? Nothing too serious because in the period of the financial crisis, foreign investors were shying out from investing in Greece because of country risk entailed to that. So despite the fact that prices were very much lower than today, foreign investment wasn't that high exactly for that reason. Today, because of the fact that Greece has exited the memoranda which were signed with its creditors and it's in a reform uh, period and high growth, the country risk is much lower than in the past. And that combined with the fact that it still remains one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest, country to invest in terms of prices, investors are very much attracted to Greece and Athens in general. Greece has been a country that has attracted a lot of investment for this golden visa in the past. Recently, we read reports that the requirement was upped from 250,000 euros to 500,000 euros for the city center, at least. Do you see this affecting foreign investment? Yes, in terms of the locations. First of all, there are no properties in the city center which are valued at prices higher than 500,000 euros or close to 500,000 euros. So they will have to relocate, let's say, their interest to other parts of Attica, which aren't affected by this doubling of the investment threshold to gain access to the golden visa. The doubling has affected the city center and the southern part of Athens, which I discussed earlier, up until the Lilikon and the Glyphada regions, which are closer to the main city center. From there onwards, we move up to the remaining part of the Riviera and Piraeus are not affected by this change. So they can still invest with 250,000 euros. So what we will see is that many investors will just turn their attention to other parts of Athens and Attica in general, which also have their own investment interest, let's say. Could we also see these investors look outside of the Attica region to other parts of Greece? Yes, this has been the case in the past as well. But it's more difficult, let's say, to turn to an island per se because they can't, let's say, lease the property for longer than the summer period. So this is less attractive up until today. Perhaps this will change as we move on, maybe because tourism as well is growing and the potential to prolong the summer period and have higher earnings is higher than in the past. So you can, uh, let's say, use the property for uh, investment reasons for more than five months per year. Nico, how do you see all of these developments impacting Athens and the city center? 
Well, I feel that already the ability of many Greek households to own their own property and buy into the market has been diminished due to the crisis. The fact that prices are growing again, but earnings are not growing at the same level among households, will only worsen this, let's say, ability. And I don't feel that Greeks are going to be major investors in the market for the years to come, especially after the rise in interest rates as well. As a result, I feel that there's a lot of potential in the rental market. And this is one of the reasons as well that many investors are coming to Greece from other countries because they see the potential that there is in demand for rental market. Nico, thanks for joining us. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you, too. In other news, electricity generated from renewable energy sources in Cyprus could eventually make up as much as half of all power conveyed to other countries through the EuroAsia Interconnector, an electricity cable linking Cyprus' power grids to Israel and Greece, the Cypriot energy minister Natas Apelidis said on Tuesday. Natas Apelidis told reporters that renewable sources produced almost 15.2% of Cyprus' electricity last year, nearly 4% more than in 2019. Contributing to that figure was a nearly 3% increase in electricity generated from solar panels from 2020, reaching 9.2% last year. Construction of the EuroAsia Interconnector Cable is slated to begin before the summer. The cable to Greece and Israel will eventually have a 2,000 megawatt capacity. Finally, U.S. Supreme Court justices on Tuesday grappled with questions of sovereign immunity as they weighed a bid by Turkey's state-owned lender, Halk Bank, to avoid criminal charges in the U.S. for allegedly helping Iran evade U.S. sanctions. The court heard arguments in Halk Bank's appeal of a ruling in favor of the U.S. government that allowed the prosecution of the bank to proceed. Halk Bank has pleaded not guilty to bank fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy charges. U.S. prosecutors accused Halk Bank of converting oil revenue into gold and then cash to benefit Iranian interests, and also said Halk Bank helped Iran secretly transfer $20 billion of restricted funds with at least $1 billion laundered through the U.S. financial system. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.